The S&P 500 hits a fresh record high on more signs of a resilient US economy. China removes its market regulator. And in New Zealand, the chances of a rate hike are rising, while the Bank of Thailand edges closer to an easing. That's coming up in our five things in five minutes. And then in our deep dive interview, ANZ's chief economist for Greater China, Raymond Jung, has looked at what typically happens to birth rates in the year of the dragon and why this Lunar New Year may be different. 2024 is year of the wood dragon, which means that the personality uh, of this year seems to be uh, very active, very expansive and impulsive and maybe volatile as well. But first in 5 and 5 with ANZ, the S&P 500 hit fresh record highs overnight as further signs emerged of resilience in the US economy. The index edged towards 5,000 as a number of closely watched corporate earnings beat expectations. While January mortgage applications in the United States recorded their largest monthly jump in a year. There's also increasing optimism around rate cuts by the Federal Reserve through 2024, after comments from Minneapolis Fed President Neil Kashkari of a possibility for two to three cuts this year. Markets are also waiting on further comments from Fed officials Thomas Barkin and Susan Collins. Meanwhile, China has replaced the head of its securities regulator as authorities there look to shore up market confidence ahead of the Lunar New Year holiday. More on that Year of the Dragon in our deep dive later on. The Australian and New Zealand dollars tracked sideways overnight, sitting flat at 65.23 US cents and 61.09 US cents, respectively, at 4am Sydney Melbourne time. Number two, New Zealand's unemployment rate ticked up from 3.9% to 4% in the December quarter of 2023, while wage growth eased slightly. But as ANZ economist in New Zealand Henry Russell explains, the data was stronger than markets and the Reserve Bank were expecting with the RBNZ picking in its latest forecast back in November that unemployment was set to jump to 4.2%. There was some progress. The unemployment did tick up slightly. When we look at across the data broadly, across the broad suite of capacity ind- indicators, they progress actually stalled on that front uh, in, in Q4. And so that will certainly uh, concern the RBNZ. Number three. Henry says the stronger-than-expected data bumped market expectations of a rate hike at the end of February to a 20% probability, from zero ahead of the release. Although ANZ Research's central scenario is for the OCR to remain on hold before rate cuts start from August. All eyes will be on next Friday's speech by the Reserve Bank Governor Adrian Orr at the New Zealand Economists Conference, all about further direction for the rates on February 28, when the Reserve Bank released its next result and its monetary policy statement. The risks that the RBNZ do hike in February have certainly increased, and it really does look like a line ball call. Um, when you think about the data that the RBNZ have had, they've had an upward surprise on the domestic component of inflation. And if you recall at the November statement, the Monetary Policy Committee signalled they have very little tolerance for upward inflation surprises. Now, with a stronger than expected labour market starting point, that does increase the risk further. Number four. The Reserve Bank of India is expected to hold its policy rate again tonight. ANZ economist Deeraj Nim is looking, though, for a slightly less hawkish tone. 
We're not expecting the Reserve Bank of India to change the policy rate. It's not time yet. Also, we're not expecting any change of stance, even though a smaller section of the market is expecting that the Reserve Bank might change to a neutral stance. We think it's not going to happen. Although we do think that, you know, the Reserve Bank will talk somewhat less hawkish than it did at the last meeting, acknowledging the progress on inflation and the recent budget, which would hopefully be acknowledged as disinflationary. Number five, the Bank of Thailand held its cash rate as expected overnight, but the result was not unanimous for the first time in eight meetings. Two of the seven decision makers wanted a 25 basis point cut. ANZ economist Crystal Tan says a pivot to cuts now looks closer than previously expected. Importantly, we think that the BOT's more downbeat growth outlook paves the way for an easing pivot this year, given that its revised growth projection is now 2.5 to 3%, that is down from 32 to 3.8% before, and basically signals that there's a heightened risk that we'll get another year of sub-potential growth. So we are now bringing forward the two 25 basis point cuts we had penciled in for 2025 to the second half of this year. Crystal Tan there. Now, in part one of a deep dive interview ahead of the Lunar New Year, ANZ Chief Economist for Greater China, Raymond Yung, looks at the possibility of a baby boom in China as we enter the Year of the Wood Dragon. When we talk about Year of the, of the Dragon, very often, I think in social science or in economics, we will refer that to a particular phenomenon of China demographic, which means that Chinese households tend to uh, or prefer to give birth in Year of the Dragon because they believe that the son or daughters you know, born in this year will be more clever, uh, will perform better, and uh, will bring them good luck as well. So you've looked at the stats, and uh, what did you find for previous years of the dragon for the number of newborns? The last year of the dragon was, uh, or the previous two year of the dragon, ones in uh, 2012, the other one is 12 years earlier, that's a year 2000. And uh, if we look at the number of baby born in those two years, there were some anecdotal evidence telling us that the baby born in that particular year is more than the previous year and the year after. So uh, this is the number of baby born in hospitals. And if we look at the National Bureau of Statistics or the census number, it may not be that apparent in terms of the number. But we do see this is at least a partial evidence showing that the Chinese household tended to or prefer to have their baby born in Year of the Dragon. Now, obviously, if we look at when I refer to the census or the population statistics, we do see an overall downtrend of the population and the number of births in the previous decades. But we do see that a noticeable jump in uh, 2012 as well, even in the sample survey by the statistical bureau. So I would think that that this effect was quite pronounced in, uh, uh, in the last year of the dragon. Does that mean that we're going to have a baby boom in 2024? I think people were expecting this year will be the same, but I don't think so. 
because the year of the dragon effect or the dragon baby effect we call it uh, is just one of the factors affecting the fertility uh, decision of Chinese household. In fact, you know, a lot of uh, social science research can tell you that the socioeconomic factors is uh, more important in affecting household fertility uh, decisions such as, you know, their educational background and in the Chinese context. High house price is a uh, factor that is, has been negatively affecting their family planning. And now, of course, that we know the house price, we are concerned about whether the house price can sustain or the highest house price, house price will continue in big Chinese city. But at the same time, the economic downturn that is happening in China is also a negative factor affecting uh, the Chinese household planning as well. So in, given the fact that uh, with the lack of wage growth, with the uh, relatively pessimistic economic prospect the last 12 months, I don't think that the baby dragon effect will happen in the coming year. So that will be a bit different from what we had seen in the previous two year of the dragons. Raymond Jung there. Tomorrow, Raymond looks at the beginning of the fire era from now until 2043 and how important that will be in China's push towards carbon neutrality by 2060. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was 5 and 5 with ANZ for Thursday, February the 8th. Catch you tomorrow with the Reserve Bank of India's decision out tonight. This podcast contains general information only, not investment advice. You should obtain advice for your personal circumstances before making any investment decisions. Please view the podcast disclaimer available via your media player or email.